Hello, I'm Damien Venuto. It's June 29th and this is The Front Page, a daily podcast presented by the New Zealand Herald. Two random knife attacks in a few days have rattled the nation. The motivations behind these incidents remain unclear, but they've drawn attention to the rising issue of violence on our streets. So how dangerous are things becoming? And why do things feel so tense on the streets at the moment? Today, I'm joined by NZ Herald senior reporter Kurt Bayer for a discussion about the growing concern of street violence. Kurt, we've had two random stabbing attacks on the streets of New Zealand in only a few days. What happened in these two separate incidents? Yes, well, they're quite obviously separate incidents, but they do feel eerily similar, don't they? Random knife attacks on strangers going about their daily lives in broad daylight. And if you go back even a month or three or four weeks now, there's actually been three serious stabbing incidents, seemingly random. We had the fatal stabbing of Thomas Coombs on a Mount Albert walkway on May 24 as well. So very concerning. What do we know about the motivations behind these attacks so far? Has any information come to light? It's probably a little too early to say at this stage. Uh, both victims appear to have been random. Mental health, though, does seem to be uh, issues in both cases. Of course, we have slightly complicating factor for us as journalists and that uh, we need to let the court process run its course and suppression orders often mean uh, that we can't say everything that we would like to say or that we know. However, uh, yeah, I think the two main issues are that they appear to be random and that um, potentially mental health could be behind them both. Now, Kurt, these events have attracted enormous attention because normal people going about their busy lives were attacked. What has the response been like from the communities in these respective cases? Shock, devastation, and I think as well uh, in my reporting over the last few days here in Christchurch, extreme bewilderment. Just how can this happen? Yeah, real states of shock. But um, in the last, yesterday especially, that was starting to turn towards anger and um, unanswered questions being left and the community just want to know how the heck can this happen in New Zealand? I haven't seen her a couple times down the street, and she was, she was a lovely lady. Um, and it's just quite sad that her life had to be cut short. It is very frightening. It is very frightening. And we are extremely shocked how this can happen. To hear that it's just a random attack rather than, you know, a domestic incident that someone knew the person, oh, I just, yeah, I just can't believe it. I just think it's terrible. Kurt, as you mentioned, mental health concerns were cited in both these attacks, but we do have a little bit more information coming out of Christchurch. Could you share with us some of the details that we do know at the moment and that that we're allowed to report on, essentially? Yeah, this has been a part of that frustration and anger, I suppose. We do know that the alleged attacker here in Christchurch had been in mental health care, but the exact conditions of that is yet to be confirmed. The questions to the Canterbury District Health Board... Uh, repeated questions to them have gone basically unanswered, saying that they can't say anything at this stage. Firstly, it was a, a police inquiry, then it's before the courts, which is very frustrating. Um, and, and that's part of the anger from the family members and the community of the victim here. Likewise, Health Minister Andrew Little twice gone to his office and he uh, hasn't been able to answer any questions, saying it's one for the CDHB. So we're going around in circles there a little bit. 
Now, there's plainly going to be inquiries underway by the CDHB and other agencies on how this has happened. Alarming questions have been raised and uh, the people demand some answers and I suggest sooner than later. So how, how long do you think that investigation might take? Are we looking at months here or will the results only come out next year? I mean, how long will the community have to wait for some answers? Well, I think you're probably going to be talking more months than days. And I think quite often with things like this, it's um, raised down the line in the justice process. And once that's concluded, if it goes to a coronial inquest, then perhaps a coroner will have some serious questions to ask. But uh, I guess that's all to come out at this stage. Do you think that these two separate knife attacks provide an important reminder of the importance of looking after mental health care in New Zealand? Oh, absolutely. If you look at both cases, you don't need to be a mental health expert to think that something's at play here. I know talking to police officers over the years, they've been frustrated for a long time about uh, the number of mental health issues they encounter on an everyday basis and just how often their hands are tied in, in dealing with them. They feel some frustration around that and quite an often refrain that's uh, repeated to me is that they can often feel more like um, health workers than police officers going about their job. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Mental health is um, obviously something that has been talked about more in New Zealand over recent years, which has only got to be healthy, but we definitely um, need to keep talking about it um, and that's got to lead to surely some, some better solutions. I also know that this traumatic, senseless act will have incredible impact on the community as a whole, not only the community of Sockburn, Christchurch, but our wider community of New Zealand, Aotearoa. I want to reinforce that this was an isolated incident and we are not seeking anyone else in relation to this matter. Newspaper headlines can sometimes be accused of making things seem a lot worse than what they actually are on the streets. But what does the police data say about the level of violence in New Zealand at the moment? Are random attacks becoming less of a novelty? Are they becoming more common? Well, the police data hasn't really um, caught up or encompassed whether or how many attacked at random or not. But I guess what we can say at the moment, it certainly feels like um, high levels of violent crime. If we look in Auckland over the last few months um, with the drive-by shootings. I mean, that's extreme violence and it's, I I guess, only by the grace of God or or whatever that there hasn't been an innocent person um, killed in that. Um, If you couple that with the the ram raids, um, which uh, perhaps not um, violent as in uh, using knives or guns, but still uh, violent um, and especially with a huge impact on the business community, all of that's probably led to uh, Porto Williams being stripped of their police portfolio earlier this month um, and Mr Fixit Chris Hipkins coming in to try and um, shore things up on the, on the police front there. Whether or not um, violent um, random attacks are becoming more prevalent, hard to say, but over the last month we've had three of them. So uh, I mean, that's certainly a spate, if nothing else. Yeah, it's certainly some anecdotal evidence, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's the feeling, um, and perception can can certainly go a long way. So, the police are definitely um, be keen to move and try and assure people that um, they're safe to go about their business on the streets. What do you think are some of the reasons behind this uptick in violence on our streets at the moment? 
Well, we've talked about mental health. Um, that's obviously something to look at. They do all appear separate. None of them are obviously linked, but they all sort of share some common themes, I guess. The thing is, people seem to turn to extreme violence or turn to picking up a, a firearm or a knife very quickly and seem very willing to, to use it. That seems to be um, a relatively modern phenomena. I mean, violence is as old as the sun, but um, it just seems to be a little bit more concerning now um, the speed at which offenders can go to this extreme levels of violence. Is there a sense among the police force that people are a slightly more tense or a little angrier than they've been in the past? Do you think maybe that the pandemic has contributed to the levels of anger we're seeing on the street? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, even as journalists, we've, we've seen that and experienced that ourselves. There is emotional and mental struggles out there. A lot of that's been borne out by the COVID-19 global pandemic and the, the stresses and pressures that uh, those have brought. There's a, a simmering um, frustration and anger out there, and I don't know whether um, or not many people know where to direct that. So it seems to be um, spilling out in, in various ways. And police officers on the street that I've talked to certainly have been aware of that. Um, people were sort of becoming, I don't know, I guess when I was growing up that you sort of respected the police. Um, I think that's possibly not the same um, in today's world. Is the police force rolling out additional measures to keep people safe amid this uptick in violence? I mean, what, what's the response been like from the police? Whenever something like this happens, they're, they're pretty keen to um, get their people out on the street, make their officers visible, and that certainly happened at the weekend here in Christchurch. The district uh, commander, John Price, was keen to reassure people that they were safe and that um, extra officers were out and about, just giving that um, visible presence. I, I'm sure they'd like more people, more resources. A lot of their resources is tied up in family harm, uh, road policing, that sort of thing. So yeah, I guess more resource would be one thing that they would like. Do you think that that makes a, a difference to the community? Do you think that seeing more police on the road does make them feel more secure? Yeah, I think so. You could argue that some people might find that a little bit more intimidating, but um I think if you see a police officer around, you know, most offenders or criminals are, are going to not do anything while the boys in blue are about. So this was a random attack. There's no indication it's a hate crime of any type. Uh, the victims were of different gender, ethnicity and age. What I can tell you is uh, this offender is a local person. Uh, he has randomly stabbed four members of the public. Those members have suffered moderate injuries and we are wrapping the necessary services around them to support them. What advice, if any, is the police giving those who still want to go out and have a good night, enjoy their lives as they always have? Are there any suggestions that people should maybe stay home rather than going out at the moment? I, know, I think you have to live your life. You have to, but I think people need to look out for each other. Um, be aware of your surroundings. One of the um, things that came out of the March 15 terror attacks was police and spy agencies both saying that they need the public's help and following up on worrying behaviour. If they're not told about it, then they don't know about it and can't do anything. So I guess um, be vigilant, but you have to go out and live your life. Kurt, as someone who's been reporting on New Zealand crime for many, many years, are you concerned about what you're seeing at the moment and what this might mean for the future of the country? Yeah, that's a, a tricky one. Um, my beat's been uh, Christchurch in the South Island for a decade now and there's always been violent crime and 
sadly, that's just the, the, the way it is. We've obviously had some extreme examples of the terror attacks, um, and then you get things like uh, what happened at the weekend, which is another extreme example. But closer to the funny one, we seem to do either extreme crime or bizarre and weird crime. Um, it's never straightforward, seemingly, but let's hope that uh, it doesn't mean a, a future trend. I would hope that we're just in a, an unlucky spate um, of crime at the moment. But yeah, I, I wouldn't like to be reporting on these things too often. It's, uh, it's pretty grim. Well, cheers for joining us today, Kurt. Really appreciate your time. Cheers, Damien. All the best. Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Front Page with me, Damien Venuto. You can read more about this and other stories in the New Zealand Herald, online at nzherald.co.nz, or news bulletins across the NZME network. With thanks to our producers and editors today, Sean D. Wilson and Paddy Fox, and executive producer Ethan Sills. You can follow The Front Page on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow for another look behind the headlines.